I have been going over the last several weeks while I've been here. I was gone for a couple of weeks. I've been going over the Eightfold Path, which is the Buddhist teaching on, um, on how to be in the world. It's a path to liberation. It's a way to end suffering, discomfort, reactivity, and be in the world um, with ease and um, freedom. Freedom from this, this, this mind that we have that causes us not to be okay with what is, causes us to want more, causes us to think that that's better over there. And um, I did a class, I do a class on Thursdays, and it was Thanksgiving, and there was just, I just did, I did it, and there were a few people there, and I didn't want to keep going on that topic. I thought I'd wait until next week. So I talked about, I'll give you five guesses. I'll give you two guesses. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> Tis the season, right? So it's, it's, it's uh, November's often considered the month of gratitude. And so I talked about gratitude and I said, you know what, let me go ahead and do that again today. And I wanted to spend some time on it, but I spent instead all afternoon at the vet. <sighs> I know. <laughs> no, no, that's, uh, that's Austin's, that's Austin's baby, my kitty. She hadn't been eating and, um, I took her in and she's like, I don't actually know how old she is. She showed up in our backyard. She was over a year when she showed up and many, many years ago. And, um, so, um, and they did this and then I had to wait and then they did that and I had to wait. So she's either okay or she's not. It's one of those, you know, you never know with critters. So we have to wait and see. So I wasn't able to um, spend that much time, but I pulled out some notes and I actually love the topic of gratitude. I think it's actually pretty good for me right now because I heard, um, I heard someone say many, many, many years ago, uh, you can't, and I have this written down here on all my notes from last year back through 2010, because um, I've been talking about gratitude a long time, and um, that you can't have grumbling and gratitude at the same time. And I've kind of been in a grumbling kind of mode. I, uh, <laughs> I think it's because I was sick. I came back, and I was really sick, and I haven't been sick in a very long time. It's a really bad cold. And my brain doesn't work real well. My brain gets down when I don't feel good. I get pissy. And so I think it's probably good for me to, to stop and reflect on gratitude for a while. Um, it's actually, uh, the Buddha talks about gratitude in one of the suttas. And he talks, he says, a person with no, in, with no integrity is ungrateful and unthankful. This ingratitude is advocated by rude people. See, if you're grumpy, you're probably rude, and you're ungrateful. A person of integrity is grateful and thankful. These two people are hard to find in the world. Which two? The one who does a kindness and the one who is grateful and thankful for a kindness done. So gratitude and kindness go together. Um, and... I like that it talks about a person with no integrity is ungrateful because what I'm talking about right now in the Eightfold Path is the part about integrity is wise, um, wise action and how we show up with integrity. So peripherally, this can be part of that teaching of how to be in the world. And really, that's what the Buddha is talking about a lot of the time is how we show up without causing harm to other beings. Um, being grateful 
being kind is is important. It's an act of, um, I would think, I think somebody said it the other day. I don't know, maybe I'm just making this up. That actually gratitude is an act of generosity in a certain way. Um, you know, if you think about it that way. And in Sharon Salzberg's book, Love and Kindness, she, I think she talks about gratitude in there. Gratitude is kind of a, an extended heart practice. The heart practices are, you know, loving kindness and compassion and appreciative joy and equanimity, but you need to have some gratitude and forgiveness in there as well. So gratitude is really a cultivation of, um, of, of right here, right now, actually. In fact, one of the, one of the prompts I have is gratitude as awareness, being present, because when we're not present, we're usually reflecting on what we don't have or what it used to be like or what we want or what you have and I need or whatever's wrong, all those things. Or we get lost in fear. We allow fear to overcome us. And so if we recognize that, that when we're, we're, that we're not present and we're lost somewhere else and we bring ourselves back to the now, and breathe in this, you know, this the fullness of the present, because that's actually all there is. There's only this present moment. And when we're lost in that, different from, you know, different from the actual unpleasant experience or the experiences that are um, sadness or grief. I mean, because I know people and I've been in that place where you can be extremely sad and extremely or or in a place of grief and still have a flavor of gratitude. I mean it, those are not mutually exclusive. It's when we're whiny that it's difficult to be in a place of gratitude. It's when we're in craving. We're in craving. It's not enough. Well, what about this? Yeah, but it's not enough. This is okay, and I need that too. So there's this, this pseudo-acknowledgement of gratitude. There's not the real experience of gratitude. There's a difference there. So the cultivation of gratitude is extremely important for this way of being at ease, of being equanimous with what's, what's arising. You know, when we, uh, when we, if we think about gratitude as awareness, um, I, I made a note about thinking about, um, if you know Thich Nhat Hanh or his work, and he's very much, um, uh, when he talks about mindfulness and let's say mindfulness of eating and before you eat, if you reflect on how you got this food, there's the people who sowed the seeds, and there's the people who, who the farmers who cultivated the uh, and, and harvested the crops, and if there was any processing done, and the people who, you know, ship the produce. Um, even if you go to the farmers market, somebody has to truck it in from the farm to the farmers market, and and if you if you are buying food in a grocery store in a restaurant, the people who. Um, who did all the production and the packaging and the getting it to you. It's like, it's a lot. Can you be grateful for all of that? Can you stop and acknowledge the reality of what is? We don't, we don't live 
isolated from other beings. We are interconnected in so many ways. Can we develop some gratitude for that interconnectivity? It's really important. It's, it's, it, we begin to knock down those walls of isolation and say, oh, I'm part of this, we're part of this, we're all in this together. That helps us with that acknowledgement of all beings. You know, all beings deserve love and kindness. And we don't want to hurt. We're, we're, we're committed to not harming all beings, any beings. So it's really a, 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 a practice. When we practice gratitude, it supports the other pieces of the path. It supports a recognition that all beings deserve kindness. And that we want, to, we want to make it safe for beings to be around us. If we're grateful, then we make it safe for beings to be around us. Because if we're grateful, we're probably not going to punch them in the face. I don't know how that, that goes a lot, around a lot. Um, another, another, another thing about gratitude is, it's, I heard somebody say this years ago, I think a woman I did some training with, that gratitude is like a flashlight. It lights up what's already there. So you become grateful for what's present. So often we're looking over, we want what's over there, and we don't acknowledge what's here. And then when we finally put the brakes on and we went, oh, this has been here all along. This is actually what I want. What's here? You know, we have the idea that we want that. We want that house or that job or that relationship or that shiny thing on the hill. And we're missing out on what we actually have. Oh, uh, you know, loving family, people who people who care, whatever it is, because we're just not acknowledging it. So when we when we stop and cultivate gratitude, we're shining a flashlight on what's already here. It's being okay with what is. It may not look like what we think we want, but it's actually what is which is really important. And I know a lot of this idea of gratitude, if my old thinking is always, it's so lame. Oh my God, it's so lame. Um, and you can say, yeah, maybe, maybe in some realm it's lame, but um, it works. So what's wrong with that? You know, it works. It's this. It's like neuro. All this neuro. Um, you know the neuroplasticity and how you can reconfigure the brain in like EMDR, which is a, a therapeutic um, <clears throat> method, which which is really great for trauma, where when you you revisit a traumatic experience and you have that memory of what happened, and then you replace it with a different outcome. And you sit you can say, oh, that's cheating. But the brain has no idea. The brain doesn't th think you're cheating. What you're doing is you're reprogramming the brain. So it moves from a traumatic reaction to a, a, a kinder, uh, a, a softer, a, a not traumatic um, event. And so you're healing. It's actually a way to heal. So you're not cheating. You're healing. So if you can, you can shift the perspective around this. Gratitude is not cheating. It's actually healing. Healing or, um, you know, melting that conditioning, melting that craving that we're caught up in and, and, and um, 
uh, almost um, chained to this, these fixed views, these solid ideas of what must be, instead of just saying, you know, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe I can be grateful for this. Maybe I can be happy for this little thing, this, you know, this beautiful, this beautiful sky. Oh, the sky at this time of year is stunning if we pay attention. Can we be grateful for that? For, can we be grateful for how it makes us feel, even for 10 seconds? There's nothing wrong with that. It's easy to say, how can I be grateful when there's all these horrible problems going on in the world? When there's all this awfulness? And it's like, yeah, but there's also this. It's not all one thing. It's not monolithic. Nothing is monolithic. Yeah, there's horror. There's awful things happening in the world, but there's also really lovely things happening. And there's also the ability to breathe in and breathe out. We're all in this room. We're all breathing. We all are sitting here right now. I mean, simply saying, oh, you know what? I can be grateful that I've got a, a roof over my head and I've got some clothes on and I'm, I'm sitting and there's, there's no imminent danger. That's not, you know, that's okay. I can be grateful for that. There's that, I don't know if anybody's done this. I, I know it's a, it's a thing. I see it on Facebook a lot where people make gratitude lists every day. Anybody ever done that? You've tried it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you, and you're not allowed to repeat? Yeah. Yeah. You, five things you're grateful for every day and have to do and that. you're not allowed to repeat one day from the next. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you have to do it like every day for a month or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging when you get to like day seven and eight. <laughs> I know. I know. You know. I'm great. I'm. I'm going to end a little bit early tonight because it's it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which means it's the Three Stooges at the Alex Theater in Glendale. Oh, it's the Three Stooges big screen event, which yeah. I we have to go. Have to go. To. We go to it every year, and I'm grateful they're still doing it. Yeah. You know, 21 years later, they're still Thank doing you. it. Yeah, and I, I know, right? And so it's like I'm grateful. That's you know these little things. I'm grateful that the, the doctor didn't say your cat. We have to put her down now, which has happened happened in the past. You know, so that's grateful. You know, so all these it's little things, little things. And it, again, it's like, well, yeah, I'm sure I'm breathing. So what? It's like really, if you weren't breathing, um, you would know that, and you would care. Yeah. <laughs> if you um, because I, I can't drink caffeine because it, it makes me not able to breathe. So I'm really grateful for when I can breathe. Um, I've been there. So, um, so we have to. Um, it's it's easy to talk about this stuff, but it's also not necessarily. It's not necessarily easy to be grateful, especially if we are in a. <coughs> come from a, an environment or conditioning where it's there's never enough. If we come from a place of lack, it's difficult to have this gratitude. So as with so many of these things that we talk about in, in here, we have to cultivate it. We have to bring our attention to it. If we think that it's something that might be lacking, then we need to um, move towards it and say, okay, what can I do to... Uh, uh, 
bring a little bit more gratitude into my life. And this is what I didn't have a chance to look up. I know Rick Hansen, who wrote Buddha's Brain, wrote uh, wrote about gratitude, and he says it does it do, really does have an impact on the brain. Like at the end of the meditation, I invited you to think of something or someone that you're grateful for, or grateful to, and I do that every week. Because it is a, uh, it does have an impact on the mind. When you actually experience a sense of gratitude, it has a beneficial impact on to the mind. It, it kind of, um, I can't give you the scientific explanation, but it's a, it's a, it's a worthy, it's a worthy exercise and has a long lasting impact. It kind of calms the mind and it gets into that neurons that. Fire together, wire together, in a in a in a in a beneficial way. Um, I was looking at something that he he wrote um, while I was at the vet, and he and this I think is something that can be applied. He said, when you wake in the morning, try to have some of the first thoughts you bring, and upon awakening, upon achieving consciousness. Maybe bring some, he didn't say gratitude, he said, think of, I forget what he said, but I think it fits in with this. Maybe have the first thought or two you you think of, be something you're grateful for. That you opened your eyes, you know, that you have something for breakfast. Um, That you'll be able to, you know, that you have a bathroom to pee in. Um, Something like that, because it really, it does have an impact on the day, it has an impact on the mind, it actually is, um, serves a purpose, it serves a purpose. So to, that's how you begin to cultivate this, you begin to incline the mind in these directions so that these patterns become habitual. It's not so much that they're have to think about it to go there that it just the mind falls into that and if you've ever done any of these types of things and you find yourself saying that you find you you're in a situation that's you know difficult or challenging that years ago you would have told somebody to fuck off and now you're like um uh responding differently it's because you've made the effort. It's like going to the gym. It's like anything we practice. We practice, we practice, we practice, and it's almost autopilot. You're building a muscle memory around it. So gratitude, you want to build in that gratitude. As the Buddha said, it's a person with integrity. Um, a person of integrity is grateful and thankful. You're grateful and you're thankful. It's really important. And then in, um, in this book, James Barris um, has this book, Awakening Joy. And he has a whole chapter on um, gratitude. And it's the same thing, cultivating gratitude. Really, um, you know, he, what he says, when we are faced with challenges, Gratitude opens us up to a larger perspective that helps us more effectively address them. When we're unhappy, depressed, and angry, we contract. So we get into that, that where's mine, not enough, anger. We get into this contraction. We start building up. We start armoring ourselves. We start creating our, our, uh, our scenarios, our excuses, our, all these types of things. Um, but when we can be grateful, 
we're able to become spacious and open up and not have to run and not have to hide. It's, it's, it's a real grounding practice. It's a real grounding practice. Oh, here's it is. Spend five minutes at the end of each day writing down what you're grateful for. In, in, in addition to the more obvious things, be sure to include simple things like seeing a sunset. Yep. Yeah, each time you eat, pause and to say some version of grace, remembering the many elements that have made the meal possible. Yeah, be grateful for to when people just do the, the most minimal things that you we take for granted. Try not to take things for granted. You know, I do this year to live practice, um, which is when you live in, spend a year living as though or your last. And um, it's really about seeing things from a new perspective and not taking things for granted. We take so many things for granted. And then they're gone. People are gone. Um, you know, it's, we've had so much loss and devastation in the last few weeks in California and around. Um, it's quite extraordinary. I, uh, I was, uh, we had the fire, and I, I talked about it last week. My girlfriend, my girlfriend moved up to paradise in June. She retired and bought a house and moved there, and now she's got nothing. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking. That was like her end. That was it. She was was like entire. She's retired. That was the end. Absolutely, and you know, and she had three cats, and she could only get one out, and you know, it's like, and that's just one story. You know, that's just one story. So, um, really, when we are in the moment. And we come from a place of gratitude, we can appreciate the preciousness of it all. The preciousness of just sitting here with each other. You know, the preciousness of being with my husband and my brother-in-law going tonight to this thing. Um, being grateful for what we have instead of which is what the Buddha taught right now. It's this is this is it. This is actually it. Can you be with it? Because that's all there is. So that that really gratitude is not um, lame. It's wisdom. It's deep wisdom to hold that and to experience that heartfelt in our bodies. I mean, if you can imagine what it feels like, just just close your eyes for a moment. And, and think again of something that you're grateful for or grateful to. It, just, it, it can be simple. It can be very simple. And, and see if you can have that uh, sensation of gratitude in your body. Where does, it, where does it land for you? Is it in your belly or your chest or your heart center, your, your hands, your triceps, your, your chin, wherever that is? Is there, a, is there a warmth, a coolness, a, anything? I know for me there's a, there's a fullness um, associated with a sensation of gratitude. So coming back now from that, what would it be like to have that, to have that um, accessible all the time? You know, even in the midst of tragedy, you know, 
Because again, it's the, it's not mutually exclusive when there's there's difficult circumstances. Not caught up in craving, that's not what I'm talking about, but the ability to be grateful. You hear that so often where people experience great tragedy, but they speak from the heart about the gratitude they feel. The gratitude for the first responders, let's say. You know, that, that you know they couldn't save this, but I'm so grateful for what they brought, for what they did, for the people who've shown up afterwards. We don't shut down. We don't close ourselves off when we have this gratitude. Grumbling and gratitude, you know, those may be mutually exclusive. But sadness or grief and those and those in gratitude don't have to be. Are there any 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 questions or comments or thoughts about this? <laughs> 